All right. Well, I believe we'll, this, is, this is not going to be a one-off. We're going to uh, be starting a new series today. Uh, let's go ahead and, and turn over to Matthew 6, verse 19. Matthew 6, verse 19. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is... There your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, there, if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Or money. Verse 25, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Which of you can, by worrying, can make yourself taller, he's saying. So why do you worry about your clothing, about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you of, of little, you, oh, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now there is so much here. And I wanted to read all of that to you, and we're going to go through some of it and, and, and read some other scriptures, but there's so much. I wanted you to see how all this flows together and how this is related. Let's go back to, uh, let's go to verse 19, Matthew 6, verse 19. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and, and uh, rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, just stop right there and look at these verses. See, people have made a religious, looked at this in religious ways. But just look at what it's saying. In, in context with, with all the other scriptures in the Word. Verse 19, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. 
Isn't that true? If you, just the stuff on earth, it's subject to change. Does anybody see that this week? What did the stock market do this week? You know how many, how much money was wiped out in wealth? What if all your, your trust is in, well, I have such and such stocks? Well, that's subject to change. Here it says, uh, treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, well, and thieves break and steal. Well, you can put any number of things in there, you know? where investments fail, where some uh, deals blow up, and it, it eats into what you thought you had. Right? And it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. It says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, neither thieves do not break in and steal. People have just made that spiritual and think, well, but this whole thing is talking about earthly possessions and the finances, this whole thing is. But look at it. It says, people have spiritualized that and say, well, it's just all, you know, don't do anything. Don't worry about the stuff on earth. Just, just keep it all spiritual. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Well, that's true as far as you want to do things that are going to benefit eternity. But look at this just for what it says. And we're gonna, this is not the, the main focus here, but I want to touch on this. It says, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. There, if you are laying up treasures in heaven, nothing can get to that. And this is something that we'll get into more in the future. But when you're investing in the kingdom of God, it does not deteriorate. Any money you give toward the kingdom of God, it will be there when you need it, what you need it for, and it hasn't lost any value whatsoever. God, His kingdom is the best investment you could ever make. But it takes faith as we're, we're walking with Him. But that's not really, I want to walk through this. And we'll maybe get into some of those things. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now verse 22 and 23, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now this is right in the middle. 22 and 23 come after 19 through 21 and they're before 24 and 25. And all this is talking about the same thing. So this... This is also talking about how you see things. If your eye is full of light, if you see correctly, it, 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 it impacts everything, the way you walk. If it's light, it, it affects it for the good. If it's dark, it affects it for the bad. Verse 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve... God and mammon or money. Verse 25, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what, will, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And I want to read those, those two verses to you in the Amplified. It says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand by and be devoted to one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. 
Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink or about your body, what you shall put on, is not life greater in quality than food and the body far more or far above and more excellent than clothing. Verse 26, we're going to keep moving. We may come back to that, but I want to get, I have some stuff I want to lay the groundwork for today. Verse 26, look at the, the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is, today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O of you, a little faith? You know, he just used the example of the birds of the air, and he said, look, look at the birds. They don't, they're not sowing and reaping, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. In other words, they're taken care of. And they're not running around trying real hard to be taken care of. And then he says, so he says, why are you worrying? Verse 28, then he said, he talked about clothing. He said, why are you worrying about clothing? He said, look at the lilies. And he said, Solomon, the great king, he, was never, he never looked at like this, as good as one of these lilies. And he says, if God clothes the grass of the field, the lilies of the field, which today are, and then tomorrow they're burned up, won't he clothe you? Verse 31 Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. That's the people. That just means people without God. That was the non-Jewish people at this point. Uh, you could read that. People that aren't believers. People that don't believe God. So they, they, they seek after all this. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. As Christians, we're to look to God as our source. I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures, a number of scriptures here. But do you see how Jesus is saying to him, why are you so worried about what's going to, you know, he says your clothing, your food. Well, I mean, think about it. What's your future? You, you know, when it comes down to it, are you going to have enough? Enough to eat? Enough to, to you're going to have shelter? You're going to have enough to wear? Are you going to have money, you know, for your, your expenses? You're going to have money for your kids? Is, and he says, after all those things the Gentiles seek. Isn't that true? Look around. What's going on in the earth today? People are rattled when certain things happen in the earth. They, they, it, you know, fear can be there. Am I going to have enough? What's going to happen if certain things get disrupted? We need to understand that as a Christian, our source is no government. 
is no company, is no organization, is no man, it's God. And he is saying here, why are you worried about tomorrow? But look at all the things he said before. We'll probably get into more. I want to read some other scriptures. But look at the things he's saying. He said, why are you worried? I, I take care of the birds. I, take, I, I clothe the lilies of the field. Why are you so worried about all this other stuff? That's the way people without God act. They're going after all that. That's what they're consumed with. Is it not true? Most people are consumed with how they're going to be taken care of and money. Is that not true? Let's just be honest. I mean, people, they, they make all kinds of decisions and based on where they're going to work, what they're going to do, how, what investments they're going to make. They move jobs. They, they move uh, states. They, they'll uh, make all kinds of decisions based on what's my future going to be. Is that true or not? He said the Gentiles, they're consumed with it. But look at, uh, before we move on here, Let's look at verse 32. Actually, verse 31. Verse 31 says, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Is that now what people... What, what am I going to do here? What investment am I going to make? What's going to happen here? What, what car should I get? What? He said, After all these things the Gentiles seek. Or you could read the people without God. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. He's not, see people think, oh, God just, you know, he's just super spiritual. Yeah, he is spirit. But he made the earth. He knows what we need. He said, for your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for... Tomorrow will worry about its own things, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Psalm 121, verse 1. You guys are believing with me, right? As we're going to get into that, I believe God has some good things for us. And, I, I, you know, you look at what's going on in the world... We need to understand who we serve and our place, and we need to know where our help is. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Where does it come from? Verse 2, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. People are looking, Where, how am I going to do such, a, let's be honest, people say, how am I going to get this done? What if this happens? What if I don't have this? We need to understand our help comes from God, who made heaven and earth. James 1 verse 16 says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father. Everybody say Father. Father. What does a good father do? He provides, He protects, He takes care of. 
I'm talking about a good father. Yeah, there's all kinds of examples of stuff that's messed up. We're talking about a good father. A good daddy. Human daddy. He's a protector. Does a little child think, I'm talking about a good, healthy family. Does a little child think, oh, I don't know where dinner's coming from. <laughs> no. You know, I understand there's different situations in, in different work situations, but we're talking about God as a father. You know, nothing wrong with a, a woman working as well. We're just talking about, you know, traditionally, Daddy, you can say mommy too, but we're focusing on the, the father aspect. Daddy will take care of it. Right? You're talking about a four-year-old. They don't think of all the stuff that we think of as adults. They don't, they don't even comprehend. They don't understand it. They just think, daddy's got it. They don't understand where everything comes from. Do they? They don't have all that. They don't understand the logistics. They don't understand companies and deals and connections and... They just know all my needs are taken care of. I need clothes. I have clothes. They don't understand sales and budgeting and department stores and online deals. You know, they don't understand. They just like, got a new dress, got some new shoes. There's food on the table. I need something. There it is. God's our Father. Don't, don't be religious about it. Let's, we, got, that's what, we need to get that out of our mind. Well, I know, but I have to. See, that's the problem. What did Jesus say? He said, look at the birds. They're not running around. They're not running around all chaotic, going, oh, where, where's my next meal going to come? They, the food's provided. We're spoke, and he's saying, why are you so worried? Why are you worked up about this? You of little faith. We are children of Almighty God. Can you put, well, I don't want to, uh, you can put it, you, you can hand it going back and forth. Just put up Psalm 121, and then we'll come back to this. Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. If you ask this question, where's your help going to come from to most people in the world? The answer would not be God. Because that's spiritual. That's over here. But I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But where am I really going to get help? You know where they're looking? People, government, job, you name it. Investment, dividends. That's where my help's coming from. Now, there's a natural side to everything. But at, we're going to get to this in a minute. There's a difference between the source and channels the source flows through. Don't mess those up. The, the, the channels can change over time. But we can't, we, don't, we can't forget who the source is. God is our source. You start looking at the channel, you're messed up. You're, gonna, you're setting yourself up for a fall because you're starting to look at, I, this is how he's done it. I, I've, I've always had this job and something looks like this and the job isn't going well. Or, you know, so what I, oh, people's world gets up, turned upside down. And what am I going to do? I don't have this job. Well, that shows where our thinking is. Where's the source? Wait, I've always really, this client has always really been, you know, stable and, you know, a go-to. 
It looks like it's drying up. What am I going to do? Well, is that your source? Who's your source? Where does your help come from? I'm just asking rhetorically. That's what we have to ask. Where is my help? Is that my source? Or was it just a channel that God was using to bless me? We need to know where are, who our source is. I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. We don't talk like that. Where's my help coming from? Verse 2. My help comes from the Lord, and notice what it says, who made heaven and earth. Who made heaven and earth. He is the Almighty. That's my Father. Oh, guys, we're going to get into this. We need mind renewal. Because we've taken, well, yeah, God out there, but, and we look at our natural situation. No, we're supposed to walk as His children, doing what He told us to do, and trusting Him that the needs will be met. There's a natural side to it. He knows what we need, but if we do what He tells us to do, and He's our source, we'll have everything we need. Period. Because He's a good daddy. You can trust Him. We just need to do what He tells us to do. And the channel can change, the situation can change, but we just keep looking to him saying, Lord, you're my my source. Doesn't matter what the economy does. Did you hear me? We want the economy to do well, but it is not our source. The government is not our source. Your current position is not your source. Your, Your current clients are not your source. What if everything starts to dry up? God is our source. This is where the rubber meets the road. We don't know. You know, I'm not saying anything is going to happen one way or another. This is just general. We always need to know who our source is. But we need to understand we are in a different time. Not saying anything about current situations. We don't know what's happening But I will say this, we are in a different time. We need to understand we are stepping in to the last of the last days. The last days started the day of Pentecost. I mean, they said that the the, the Spirit was being poured out, but we are in the last of the last days. We need to understand who our source is. Otherwise, you just act like the world. Oh no, this is happening. If you know who God is and who your source is, He didn't change. He didn't move. He's in the same place. And He will take care of you. He'll take care of me. Amen? Can you go back over to James? Put that back up. You guys okay? Praise the Lord. You know, the way God works with me, at least, I'll have stuff rolling around in me for weeks, months. But, you know, you understand, there is not, you can't just preach anything. You can try. I could get up here. I have, you know, filing cabinet of Raymond notes and Shelley's Raymond notes, you know, many drawers. I can pull all kinds of stuff. We can preach on any number of things. It's not about preaching something. It's about getting what God would have us to do and speaking that out. Amen. And the way 
more usually works for me. There's just stuff that's rolling around, and it, I'll just keep seeing stuff as I'm just reading the word, just and it's just in the background, and I just file it, just keep putting it in, and then you want to be at the right time, and you know that's not quite the right time for that. But this has been rolling around in me for months, and I believe you know didn't know what what was gonna you know the the, the current situations or whatever. But I believe this is the right time that we're covering these things. James 1, uh, 17, we just read this, but every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. He doesn't change. He's a rock. And that's an understatement. You know a rock, a rock can move. Heck, any rock you know is on a spinning planet. <laughs> flying through space. Not as solid as you think it is. It's moving. God doesn't move. We, that's an analogy. I mean, we're saying God's like a rock. No, God... That doesn't do it justice. He doesn't move. He's always the same. Always dependable. He doesn't ever get shaken up. Immovable. Faithful. And he's our daddy. Just think about that for a moment. He's your very own father. The one who has always been. You can't comprehend that. I can't comprehend that. We don't, our brains aren't made to comprehend eternity. We try. This doesn't quite make sense. Surely there's a beginning. Okay, we're just moving on. He is, he, the Bible says, he is the great I am. He always has been. And he always will be. You and I don't know what that means. Because all of you had a birth date. We celebrate it every year. Just had one. A lot of you have a birth certificate. When you started. When you started a little bit before that, that's when you met the world. God, He always has been. You've just been on the scene for a few decades. I've just been on the scene for a few decades. He always has been. And He's our Father. Not a human. I mean, we have human father, but we're talking about spiritual father, who we rely on. He is our Father, our God, the maker of heaven and earth. We are on a little planet, spinning through space. So tiny. You to back out and look at the universe, you couldn't even see it. Yet, He made all of it, and He, take, he is our Father. And He is our source. He made all the natural resources. There is no lack with Him. We need to expand the way we look at our life, and at God, and realize what we see is not all there is, and no matter what channel looks like it's changing, his, the source has always been, always will be, and he's faithful. Always. Take our eyes, quit acting like unbelievers that are saying, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do here? What, well, you're acting like you have no God, no, no source. But that's not how we're supposed to act. You know, think about a little four-year-old always going, where's the next meal coming from? What, 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 are you sure we have enough? What about a new, sh you would say, chill. 
You're trying to take care of stuff that's not in your league. Right? All, that, all of you that have kids. If they, that would show a lack of trust, wouldn't it? If, you're, if your child is constantly saying, what about this? What about this? Could be curiosity, but and we're talking about something that's badgering, trying to figure it out all the time. It's not your role. It's not your job. Have a little faith. Hasn't it always been there? Philippians 4.19. Philippians Philippians 4.19 says, My God and my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Notice the way that's worded. Paul's talking to some people that are, are, have supplied and given to him, and he said, And my God shall supply all your need according to what? His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's the measure that your need is going to be supplied. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Well, we just touched on that. He's infinite. We're His children. And we're supposed to be going about His business. And He will supply what we need to do to serve Him. Amen. That's why it's so important to know what we're supposed to do and to be in the right place serving Him. Because that's where the supply is. Philippians 4.19 and the Amplified says, My God will liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He'll liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. In the NLT, the New Living Translation, it says, This same God who takes care of me, notice the confidence Paul has. He's saying, The same God that takes care of, my, uh, takes care of me, my God, will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. He said, He'll take care of everything you need. And not just barely, we just read in the Amplified, it said a liberal supply, filled to the full. This is God's heart, is that we have everything we need all the time to do what He would have us to do. It is so important that we do what He said to do. Because that is where the supply is going to be. See, some, some people are just like, well, it's just a general blanket statement. Uh, you know, God will always just do, He'll be supplying my need. Well, He's going to do that to the degree we cooperate with Him. If He's told you to be here doing this, the channel is open there. He's the source. 
Okay? He's the source. He, yes, he has, he is infinite. But people just want, you know, if we're not careful, we think like the world, go, oh, well, it doesn't matter what I do. I can just do my plan and I'll have what I need. That's not true. We need to understand that he has something for us to do and there's a channel there. And more than enough. But we need to understand that we're, supposed to, we're also supposed to work with Him. This is the body of Christ. We all have different parts. We all have different roles to play. And we need to listen to Him and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? See, if you think of it like any organization, whether it's the military whether it's a company, if, if an organization is sending somebody to do a certain job, they're going to supply what they need to get that job done, right? You know, if, you, if you're, a, I've worked for multiple companies, and if I needed to go to a conference, they paid my way, paid for my meals, paid for my airline ticket, paid for the car, because they were sending me, Right? I haven't been in the military, but, you know, if there's a mission, there is a supply line. There are supplies there. You don't get to go over someplace else and go, hey, where's the supply line? It's where the mission is. Amen? But there is always going to be the supply. God is always available. He is our source. But there is also a part we have to play, and that's to be in line with the channel. Where do you want me? So thank God, it's, it's, He is our source. Our job is to say, Lord, where do you want me? What do you want me doing? And then we can just relax and trust Him. Let's look at a, a couple examples of this. 1 Kings 17, verse 1. This is Elijah, the prophet. We can trust the Lord. Amen? We can trust Him all the time in every situation. Oh, we thank you, God. 1 Kings 17, verse 1. So Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, who was the king, he's a bad king, As the Lord of God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or rain these years except at my word. That's bold. He said, it's not going to rain unless I say it will. Seriously, I mean, did you read what he said? That's what he said. You better know you heard from God. It's showering outside. Well, I didn't mean that one. I mean, really, it's not going to rain. And it didn't because he's a prophet of God and he was hearing from God. Verse 2, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. You see what he said? He just, 
from his own mouth said, there's a drought on. What does that mean in an agricultural society? There's no food. Eventually, and God told him, from his own mouth, he said, there's not going to be any rain. And then the Lord told him, get away from here. And he said, you go to this certain brook. The brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded ravens to feed you. Where? That place. Now God's God. God is the source. But he said, you go here. And do this. And the channel is open to feed you. You'll have what you need. He, spent, he sent him to a specific brook. Verse, verse 5 then, so, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens bought, brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. He's eating in a drought. He doesn't need to understand where they're getting it from. He's eating. But he was where God told him to be, and he did what God told him to do. He didn't, evidently, doesn't record it, uh, argue with God. What? Ravens? See, we just take it like, okay, yeah, really. I mean, think about what he's saying. He's talking about birds coming and feeding him. Birds are not smart. I have two birds. I mean, they're okay. <laughs> they're not that smart. They have some, they have two little conyers, their parents, they're, yeah, I mean, they say a few words and they're sort of smart and they can get mad at you when they, you know, somebody not paying attention or whatever, but to go take something specifically somewhere, it's not in their capacity. If we let them out, they're gone probably because they've never been outside. They don't know enough to know that if they go out and fly, they're probably going to get eaten by something else that knows how to you know, fly out there. So, God is telling Elijah, you go, and I'm going to use ravens to feed you. The same guy that said, it won't rain at my word. He's hooked up with God. These are not normal things, either one of them. Right? Don't make decisions based on money. Don't make decisions based on what you can see and where you think it's going to come from. You need to make decisions based on what God told you to do and be there because that's where the channel is. Did I lose y'all? If, if, if Elijah was going, what? Now, seriously, I know you're God, but how am I going to have anything to eat if I'm depending on ravens? If he was making a decision based on what he thought he needed, it probably doesn't include going by a river and waiting for birds to feed him. You say, well, but God told him. Yeah, it's just so easy when you read it in the Bible and you know the end and say, yeah, but God told him, of course that was going to happen. But think what he had to do to go down by the, the brook and expect food's going to come. It's not recorded anywhere earlier happening. He had to just go based on what God told him, right? And he didn't just say, pick a brook, any brook. Whatever one, you know, whatever one has the nicest trees or whatever, just go to the brook. 
Just find a brook. Any brook will do. I'll tell the birds to go there. That's not what he said. He said, I've told them to go there. You go there. Right? God is our source. If he's our source, then we're going to listen to him and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where am I supposed to be? Lord, I, and then you trust him. If you're where he's supposed to be, he's obligated to help you. Well, that's, you say, well, that's bold. That's the word. He said, I'll supply all your need according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But that's not just in a vacuum. You guys are quiet. We have a part to play. He's a good, good God. We have a part to play and say, Lord, where do you want me to be? But if we're where he wants, if we're supposed to be, we have every right to expect it's coming in. I trust you. You're the God of heaven and earth. You're my father. Now look what happened. So verse 6, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. 1 Kings 17, 7, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up. Uh-oh. Because he had, there had been no rain in the land. Well, that happens, I guess. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. So his channel, he was getting food from the ravens. He was getting his water, and it dried up. But I thought God told me to be here. I thought God told me to be here. Well, the word of the Lord came and said, now you go over here. But I thought, I mean, I thought that the ravens, that was going to be it. It's working. Why change it? Why not just stay with the ravens? I just, you know, what if you would have been like, no, I want the ravens. I'm staying here. I, I believe that the ravens are going to come back. And water's going to start flowing. God can do anything. What if you would have said that? You can't believe God for something when he told you to do something else. If he told you to be over here, you need to say, oh, we're done with that. All right, we're going over here. Which is what he did. And it happened that after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Notice, a widow is there now. A widow. Doesn't look like the most, you know, obvious way that he's going to be provided for. Verse 10, So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, bring me a morsel of, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God gives, I do, not have, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Cheery. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me, and afterwards some, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her, her household ate.
for many days, the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. That's a miracle. God told him what to do. He said, you go here. He went there. Then he said, all right, now you go here. And he went there. And supernaturally, he was sustained. Amen. There was a channel here, and then there was a channel here where God was providing. But he knew God was his source. God is the maker of heaven and earth, and He is our source. We don't get our eyes on what is going on in front of us. Don't get our eyes on an organization or a government or an account or a client. We keep our eyes on Him and we stay attuned saying, Lord, what do you want to do now? This looks like this is drying up. Is there somewhere else I need to be? Something else I need to do? What, do I, what, do, what needs to happen here? Because I know you're good and you'll take care of me. That's a lot different than, oh my gosh, this is drying up. What do I do now? What, what's going on? I thought, I thought this was how it was supposed to happen. God, where are you? See, that's not believing that he's a good father and that he'll take care of us. That's why it's so important, what I said earlier. You don't, don't make decisions based on money. There is a, Brother Hagen gave a, an example of somebody that was in his church and he was going to move you know, 50 miles away or somewhere, and that was a lot, you know, in that time. It wasn't like people commuted uh, as much, and this was a long time ago. And they were going to move, and he, he, he had a, a better job that was potentially going to be lined up. And uh, so he had accepted the job, and it was so much more money. And he said, where are you going to go to church? He said, well, we hadn't looked into that yet. Brother Hagin said, that's the first thing you should be looking at. Where, what are, you, what, it, what are you supposed to be doing? You're hooked up with the body of Christ. You're in a place where God is leading you and guiding you. You don't, if you've been around, you know, uh, you can go just naturally to another place that looks like it's a raise and the environment there is so much worse. You wish you could go back to their place and work for less. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's not smart to go because it looks there's more money. That is being led by money, not God. But God will always have a channel, and He knows how to get it to you if you're where you're supposed to be. He is a faithful, good God. Amen? Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand to your feet if you would.